Have you ever done a podcast? Uh, I've never really done a podcast. Unfiltered with Matt Farnsworth. I think actually, I think I did um, a few guys, well, maybe a couple of years back, a few guys in uh, in uh, New York City, but upstate New York, Buffalo, I think. Yeah. So yeah, they have a podcast and they wanted to talk a little bit about like critical waste theory and stuff like that. And then I uh, just kind of like had a, a good conversation. I just, um, I, I don't typically do do them because people invite me all the time you know what i mean to uh to do podcasts but i just i just don't have the time you know what i mean so that's yeah. why uh i always like uh you know it's good i thank you for inviting me but i really just don't have the time because i just i just finished work and i just relaxed for like an hour my regular work because I don't do content creation full-time is just part-time. I do it as a hobby really. And, uh, after my full-time job is just like, it's, I usually try and rest and talk to my wife and relax unwind a little bit for the next day. You know, <laughs> I, I feel you, you know, I, yeah. I'm, in, I'm the same way you are. I have a full-time job. Um, and I also love to create content and, <laughs> So I'm like, I'm like, I want to relax with my wife, but I mean, I really do appreciate you coming on on here with me. So what, what made you say yes and pick me? Well, uh, most people, um, when I tell them no, and then I'm just kind of like praying that they just take the no and go, but I think you're like, you're like very insistent. Hey man, mm -hmm. don't worry about it. Just, you just, yeah, I don't remember what you said. <laughs> I checked out your work too. I think one video I was like, okay, it's, it's some people, they just want to debate me like this, this guy contacted me on, on Facebook. He used to be a Christian and be, he became a, an atheist. And, um, and it was like, Hey, can you just hop on there to just like talk about stuff? I used to be a Christian. And I just want to, the thing is I'm, I'm the type of person I, I'm just not going to go on your show. If, if it's a debate, I'm going to have time. I, I really want to want time to prepare, but also there's like this line of questioning, which is the same thing. Also, I, I noticed that he, I think he does. I just don't really have the time to go and argue with somebody else. And it's, um, I, I think I can do it if I dedicate time to do that, just prepare and then just read up on various topics and just do that if that's what I was doing. But I'm not most of a podcast guy. I just I just make videos for fun. I love doing them, but at the same time, I also see it as a a ministry, which is why I put a lot of time and thoughts and uh and then make sure that the quality of what I'm producing, you know, is just up to par. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you 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 just didn't take no as an answer, and then you just like you're like. I don't remember what you said. I could probably pull it out of my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I, I was passionate about it because yeah, I, I saw the work and, you know, I have a very, I have an interesting story because I've been in Hollywood and I left Hollywood, had a near-death experience, slowly became a Christian. Uh, mm -hmm. My wife, my wife helped me out with that, but I was one of those really had to be pulled by my teeth. Um, in a way, in a way, yeah. 
but when it happens, it happens, you know, mm -hmm. when it happens, it happens, but your work is awesome. Praise uh, God. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. You really do a wonderful job. I, you know, I was, I was not, I wasn't the person that found you. My wife was, she was looking for some different content. She was like on the web and she's like, you know, I'm seeing all these TV shows and it's just all the same thing. And now they're pushing all of the, you know, you've got all this social norm type stuff that you have to match on television and, you know, all the LGBTQ stuff. And we're just mm -hmm. like, it got, it just became so saturated when we were watching Netflix. It's like, I just want to see like a normal TV show where I'm not, you know, being forced an agenda. Yeah. And yeah. so she went over to YouTube and she's like, I'm going to try to find some good things to watch. And so we're laying there in bed one night and she pulls up one of the videos and I, I believe this was a little while back, a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. It might have been the most evil Christians, but I think it was before that because that's that's not that uh, not that old. The most evil Christians in the world. The oh yeah, world. I just I posted that last week, so it's yeah. definitely not that one. <laughs> no. This was like a while back, and I remember the end of the video caught me, and I wonder what was that that you have in there? You have a saying. At the end of all your videos which is wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction right yeah yeah um and I, that caught me that caught my attention yeah when i when i did that i sat down uh i think two two and a half years ago i sat down i did all of this myself you know mm -hmm. i the writing and everything looked through and then i was like you know what i should do this but I want to do this in the KJV. I've compared all the uh, versions, uh, Bible versions. I was like, man, it just sounds so gripping in the KJV. And then it's just like, and then I was working on a project too. Um, I was, just, I, I have a, a, an account. I have multiple accounts. I spent a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I've just spent a lot of money. If I see something that's interesting, I might not use it now or even one year or two years from now. It's a good tool. I need to have it. So. Mm -hmm. I use uh, Storyblocks, which is a, a footage and music and sound effect platform. It's there's a bunch of them now, right? Uh, it used to be just Epidemic Sound, but now this is just a bunch of them. So yeah. I was just compiling music, and then I was just preparing a video. I think maybe it was a project about TD Jakes or something, and I was just compiling uh, music, and then. I got to that song, forgot the name of it. So when I export the file, it's just one big line of good songs after good songs for my videos. And then it doesn't tell you the name of the songs. So, and then when I did that outro, I, I was like, man, I need a sound for it. And I was just going through that big long file. And I was like, oh, that bits look, it looks, it sounds really, really good. I put it together and I remember the first time I uh, I uploaded the video with that outro. Everybody just went, "Oh man, this is so great! Where did you get that music?" <laughs> <laughs> it works. It was, yeah, yeah. It was mm -hmm. it was just by accident. I was like, okay, you know what? Because I think it it kind of hurts you when you have like a long outro, like technically speaking, from a video a, a, a content creation standpoint, because it's like right after i say you know with love in christ this john henry the gospel of christ that it starts you know there's not there isn't more information after that it's just the gospel message from matthew 7 and uh, most if people don't watch it you just have a dip in your retention 
It's just that dips is like in every every single one of my videos. However, I think that uh, should I be looking for retention or should I be just displaying the the gospel, even if it's just bad for the performance of the video on my channel altogether? I was like, you know what? The second one sounds better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you have a lot of retention. I mean, you have a lot of people, and and I, you know, we can get more into the weeds about like w how you started this because I'm interested in in your journey, like you as a person. Yeah. You know, you've got this popular YouTube channel. It you are doing really great work, and you're you're talented. Like th there's, look, there, there's there's a way to weave a story, mm -hmm. and there's a way to be impactful. Mm -hmm. And I can see you being really impactful with the way you juxtapose the Christianity that is out there today that is really off-center. It's yes. not living in the Bible. It's not where we're supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. You juxtapose that with the opposite, you know? And, and oftentimes it's, it's not just Christians that are, you know, out there, you know, preaching this this false gospel because... They are, but you've got people who are straight up, you know, atheists, like you've got Bill Maher in there, you know, saying that, you know, the Bible was written by people in the Bronze Age who didn't know what a germ or an atom was. Yeah. Um, these choices that you make, they're really impactful because, you, you know, you're, you're, you're showing what I believe is it's not an ignorance, you know, because I, I almost feel sorry for some of the people that are speaking mm -hmm. that you have on there, like a Bill Maher. And so I want, I don't... I want with everything in my heart to to just not despise them. Yeah. 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 And I and, and you're right. And I and I don't want I think I think the Lord, thank God in a way that the way my demeanor is, you wouldn't come up to me and be like, this guy's mean, you know. Mm -hmm. I could be saying something that's very uh controversial and then I'm just I'm smiling, but I have a serious tone at the same time. But you don't you don't have the sense. And I'm not saying that about myself. It's people have told me that I was like, that's a very good trait to have when you're saying things that are controversial or controversial and you are stepping on people's toes. But at the same time, when they look at you and they should say, man, this guy mean no harm. And I just, I just, I just thank God for that. It's just that the, because some people can come, come across like very kind of like a, a hammer going down. There needs to be grace as well. You know, um, you're showing the ignorance and you're showing people and you feel really sad and you you kind of like feel sorry for the sinner. And then you just it's you looking in a mirror. It's like it's like it's Second Corinthians 517. It's just you are Second Corinthians 517. And when you look at the mirror, the mirror, that's that's the old creation. That's what I used to be. I used to think just like Belmar, you know, that's I want people. That's that's the reason why in the video I said this video is for folks who probably have heard, you know, um, I said along the line, something bad about the Bible. And then uh, and then people just go off of that kind of like those kind of like urban legend type of things, you know, uh, I, oh, don't, don't, you know, doesn't the Bible say this or that, or doesn't the Bible say this or that. And then they haven't really actually read it for themselves. It's just hearsay. And when you have somebody like Bill Maher with such a, 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 a like a, 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 an, an immense popularity saying things like that and people in his audience clapping and you have millions of people watching and then right there and there, they just put a, a stamp, uh, uh, avoid the Bible and Christianity altogether. Mm -hmm. You know, they have, haven't they? They've 
they've spread a really negative message, a message of, well, damnation to a lot of people. And, right. you know, that's, that's something that it, it couldn't be more wrong. But um, you said that, which was really interesting, you said I had the same experience. This, you know, it used to be you. So can you share a personal experience or a turning point in your life that significantly influenced your approach to becoming a, or your story to becoming a crunched Christian? And then what influenced your approach to creating content for the gospel of Christ? Yeah. So I, I was, I was saying that it was more so of a general statement, you know, um, mm -hmm. like, like anybody, you know, before Christ, you know, this was you in, in, in sometimes I, in, Try and keep me on track, by the way, if I'm going off track, okay. yeah. you know, don't, don't be timid about it. That could mm -hmm. go off track sometimes. Um, Where are you from? I'm from Haiti. Okay. Yeah. I'm from Haiti originally. We'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> okay. So, so I, I think sometimes people might say, or I might even say, well, I, I, I was a sinner, but I wasn't this bad like Bill Maher. And that's the problem because some people think that the fact that, you know, I, I respect God. Uh, I'm not a Christian, but I kind of respect God. I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't do what they did. Oh, I wouldn't rip the Bible and, and cry out, hell, Satan. I don't know if you remember that, like the Satanists, when they had that that big conference, they, they read the Bible saying, hell, Satan. Some people would say, I wouldn't do that. You know, I'm, I know I'm not really a Christian, but I don't really hate God like that. But in fact, it's all of us sinners. If you're not in Christ, you're outside of Christ, then believe it or not, you're just like Belmar on a different level. Because if you're without Christ, and you're simply just like Bill. I know I'm not like this guy. I'm not like Hitler. I'm I'm not great, but at least I'm not like Hitler. But at the end of the day, you know. So that's what I was saying um, by by looking at him. And then Second Corinthians five seventeen. You know, the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You know, if in, if if a man is in Christ, you know. So that's that's kind of like what I was referring to. Now to answer your question. I was born in a Christian family, and that doesn't make me a Christian. <laughs> I was born in a Christian family. I was born, born in Haiti. Um, my mom was a Christian. Uh, my dad was a Christian. I, I grew up in a Christian household, which is a blessing. And um, the things, when I hear them, people say them, it's just kind of weird to me. But then I understand, hey, your upbringing wasn't, wasn't the same as theirs. You know what I mean? Um, my dad was a loving uh, husband to my mom. He portrayed that. They're still married, uh, together married, happily married. Um, they, they, he portrayed, they portrayed the gospel uh, to us. And then at the age, uh, at the age of 14, um, I told my dad I was compelled. Uh, I think it's time for me to just stand on my own uh, in a way. But, but looking back, this was the, the, the work of God in my heart. But prior to that, although I was a, you know, I was born in a Christian family, you know, I had a, what do you call it? Had my, my mouth was like a sailor's mouth, believe it or not. I used to like be a savage. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes I used to feel kind of a, ashamed in a way um, because of the things that I would say. And then I'm like this Christian's, you know, 
this Christian whose parents are of this kid whose parents are Christians. And then I, I'm like, I just, it's just, that's just not in day, not in day. And at the age of 14, I, the Lord compelled my heart and uh, I went to my dad. I said, I feel like I just, I want to stand on my own. I don't want your Christianity to extend towards me. I, I'm, I'm well aware, um, you know, I'm kind of like, I understand things. I understand what I'm, when I'm saying the bad words and I say them in a way to hurt people. So I have really clear knowledge to stand before God for my sin. So if that's the case, then the opposite might also be true. I was kind of like questioning myself. Is it, is it too early for me at 14 to just like get baptized and then just, just commit my life? And I went to my dad. I said, I, I think it's time for me to just stand on my own. Um, I'm going to get baptized. Um, I'm just going to attend this church. We all used to go to the same church together. But when I go to church, when I used to go to church with my dad, with my dad, he would take the entire day to greet friends and speak. And then I'm just kind of like there hanging out. So I decided to, to join a different church um, and then attend there. And uh, he approved of it. And at the age of 14 years old, and I've been working with the Lord, you know, got baptized. I was on fire. <laughs> I was on fire in every mm -hmm. Bible study. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember like every Bible study, every mm -hmm. question that I got from um, Jehovah's Witnesses, I would just have them answered at the Bible studies. Um, and, and I think that foundation was really great for me because now I look at a lot of uh, Christians and it's not really me being judgmental. It's just really sad to see how biblically literate that we are. Uh, a lot of us are, a lot of Christians are in the U.S., although we have the best libraries, the best theologians, the best theology is written in English, you know, um, Today is is it's it's well known. Um, we have all those wonderful seminaries and universities, and Christians. The majority of Christians here in the U.S. are biblically illiterate. You know what I mean. So, so that's kind of like me, uh, my journey with Christ. Then I moved here, two thousand and eight, um, and I didn't know things were like that. So when I came here. And I saw like the, the Christianity was really night and day. The commitment to Christ um, wasn't there. Um, so I would meet like young folks like me when I moved here. I was, I was like 19 years old, um, moved here with my dad, my little brother. And then my mom came the next day, uh, the next year, the following year. And then I, I noticed that the youth here will sing in the choirs and then they just they go to the clubs as well. And I figured that, oh, this is how Christianity actually is, you know, in America. Um, if you if you have a if you have a girlfriend, and then uh, you know we date for like a, a a year, and after that we move in together, and then after maybe five years down the line, the guy proposes, and then they get married. It's just like what? <laughs> it is so backwards. Um, yeah, so 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 I was then I understood where I was, but I didn't really fully understand where I was until I got into the world of 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 listening to to reform theology, and then 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 my journey into content creation. Does that that does does that yeah. answer the question? Yeah, that, that's that that's interesting and very very deep. Like, yeah. 
we have such a different background, but the same belief. It, yes. it, it's, it's interesting how that has brought us together. I was raised what you would call, I guess, Christian. I, I mean, my mother had had an issue in the church. Mm -hmm. Her father was a pastor. Yeah. Was not a good man. So she shunned it. Mm -hmm. She shunned all religion. And some of my other family members were very, they would consider themselves Christian, but you wouldn't find them in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting that you mentioned the illiterate nature of Americans in the Bible. I cannot claim that I am not somewhat illiterate because I, I wasn't brought up in this. I wasn't raised with mm -hmm. the Bible in my home. Mm -hmm. But when I was in college, my major was uh, religious studies. <laughs> so I made, I decided to major in this. I don't finish college. I end up in Los Angeles doing movies and, and things like that. But I went about 20 years in LA and I went hard. I was living a very unchristian life. And I ended up down the line having a car accident, drunk, and I, I ended up dying in this accident for a very short period of time. Obviously, I didn't die. I'm here. Mm -hmm. But during that time, I had a near-death experience. Mm -hmm. And that is when it happened. That is when I heard the voice, but it wasn't a voice. Mm -hmm. Okay? It was, you just, you just know there's there's no voice that comes to you and, and speaks to you. It's not like this booming, I am God speaking to you. Yeah. It doesn't happen that way. Yeah. But you are held in a womb. You're held in like a very golden type. You feel no pain. There's no pain. And I was given a choice. And the choice was, do you want to stay there or do you want mm -hmm. to go? Do you want to go? And after I chose stay there, I had children and I didn't want to even though I wasn't being the greatest parent at the time, I didn't want to not be there for them. Mm -hmm. And I was immediately whooshed back right into, into my body. Now, it mm -hmm. took a little while for me to actually come to Christ. It, I didn't immediately wake up just because I had a near-death experience because I didn't realize what it was that was even talking to me. Mm -hmm. Do you, does that make sense? Yeah, that I mean, I, I I wouldn't say it makes sense because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I, I ended up taking some time. I met a wonderful woman. Mm -hmm. We had a very similar experience. She's a Christian, and I don't think she would consider herself to be back then a strong Christian. Now mm -hmm. she is reads the Bible um, all the time. We know where it's at. We know it's in the Bible. We understand that now. Um, I had to buy a filament Bible because I have to understand it, <laughs> but I'm trying, you know, and I've made it through most of the new Testament and it's taken me some time mm -hmm. to get here. Uh, but I will say that I do find so many people that claim to be a Christian. I am a Christian, mm -hmm. but what do you do in honor of Jesus? What do you do in honor of God on a daily basis? Like, do you get down on your knees and pray? Do you read the Bible? How does it work in your household? And I, I think there's a big misconception about what is really going to happen, and especially given the times we're living in now. Yeah. The times yeah. we're living in now seem to be very, they're walking a very, would you say they're walking a very 
similar path? You, you, can you see similarities between what's happening now and what is in the Bible? Because I know my pastor can, and he he makes some pretty strong correlations between what's happening right now in Israel and what is, what what has happened and been prophesized in the Bible. Yeah, um, it, I I've I I've looked at the situation and uh, and that you you can look at it in multiple ways. You know what I mean and. Uh, you could see it in this way. Uh, you could look at it in this way. People are dying. People have died in Israel after the first attack, right? And people are dying right now. Um, the, 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 the picture here for all of us and for the world is that death is a reality. It will come. <laughs> that's that, that 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 this is it death is a reality it will come now when it comes for you are you ready i don't want to say i don't want to say the cliche are you ready to meet your maker are you ready to give an account for your life before the lord jesus christ it says that in hebrews chapter 10 it is that's the only appointment that's guaranteed for all men it is appointed and I, I I love the word appointment. I have to find the Greek equivalent for it to dig, to dig a little bit more. But we understand what an appointment what is, right? We had an appointment at seven o'clock. We finally made it around seven thirty, right? Yeah, <laughs> to be on here. Mm. So, but 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 I like I said, I said, hey man, I don't think it's gonna happen today. So I could just kind of like you know excuse myself, or you could have said, hey man, something came up. I I can't make this appointment. But the appointment that the, the author of Hebrews and the Holy Spirit is talking about in Hebrews chapter 10, it's an appointment that no man can say no to. It's an appointment that no man can turn down. It's an appointment that whether you want it, it's an appointment that whether you're rich or poor, whether you're white or black, whether you're beautiful or you have a face that only your mother can love, <laughs> that appointment it's made, it's written down by God. It is appointed unto men to die once, and after that comes what? Judgment. That's 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 how I'm looking at it right now. And I know that there are a lot of people who, um, it, that's a whole uh, specialty within the Bible uh, to understand end, time, uh, end times prophecy. Understand, mm. understand the numbers and then being able in Christ, you don't, it's not, it doesn't need to be a specialty, but there are things that are happening before your eyes. You need to be able to uh, discern the season, uh, the seasons and the time in which we are living because Christ said that to, to the apostles, right? Um, when you, when will the son of man come? And then he said, you know, the hour and the time, no one knows. And then, however, he gives them clues. When nation starts to rise against nation, when this and that happens, which is what we've been seeing, you know what I mean, more and more, and 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 with the depravity, you know, us moving away from God, anything that anything that is godly, anything that is godlike, anything that is Christian-like, we are moving away and away and much more away from it. So you know that these are we've been living in the end times. For the past 2000 years because right after christ came the end times started right now it's like we are living in, in the final hour the final seconds the final minutes of the end times you know and i don't want to speculate on that uh, on that saying hey what i'm seeing here this is what's going to happen here and there i can't be dogmatic on these things you yeah. know 
And uh, but what can, what I can be dogmatic on, what we can encourage people, what we can warn people, and gives us which gives us an opportunity, an opportunity also for the gospel is what's what's clear. What's clear is that during times of war, people die, and 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 people die at any time and from anywhere, from any place. A car accident, a heart attack, you know, a train accident, a plane crash, you know, a, 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 your cruise ship that sinks, COVID-19, or to whichever degree of veracity we want to believe that. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, yeah. so that's that's what we can be clear on and then use that and tell people, hey, death is coming. You know, uh, you either side with the man who's conquered death or you side with the one who's who tempted us in the garden and, and and put us here, you know, in this death predicament. So um, that's, I think that we can be dogmatic about, and that gives mm -hmm. us gospel opportunity as well. Yeah. So many people like to try to rationalize it, you know, rationalize that appointment. And, and the, the, the theory that atheism, you know, is, is the belief in nothing, right? Yeah. So, if you believe in nothing, you still have belief in something. And, and this appointment that you talk about, you know, the belief, I, I, I just, what, what is it that people out there, okay, you go, you, you talk about this a lot, you know, you're, you're really working to get people to take Christ into their heart and really become saved because you genuinely care and you, you know the truth. And that's a really hard line to walk, isn't it? I mean, some people just, the way society is is configured now mm -hmm. is just so against that right but this mm -hmm. is what the bible has said is going to happen mm -hmm. and we see it happening all the time now me myself now that i have become so much more in touch and in tune and have the the feeling mm -hmm. uh i see so much more evil i just i see so much more out there in the world that that i i didn't see before it just kind of was uh eh, whatever yeah I was um, I was reading a book. Uh, it's 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 not really like a book that you just read through it. It's kind of it's a technical book. It's it's the type of book when you're if you if you want to preach a sermon, you just you crack it open and you go into it and to 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 just like understand you know certain topics. It's a really good book uh, by this um, theologian called Louis Burkhoff. He's a reformed theologian. Really excellent book. Um, it's called uh, it's called systematic systematic theology by Louis Burkhoff, and I uh, I was preparing a sermon for uh, for my church, and I wanted to understand you know uh, on the wall of sanctification for the wall of the believer in sanctification, and there's a section he was talking about sin and how sin affects us, and he said something along the line that sin it, it really affects the soul, and it affects the mind. However, these things, they're not tangible, right? The, you know, the mind, you can't see it, you can't touch it. It's there, it exists, the soul is there. It's tainted by sin. But sin, the sin nature, that, that, that taint of sin, it, it, it has the body as an instrument, right? That's, that's tangible. And it has the mind also that thinks and then that creates these things. Now, the fact that our soul, our being, core being is tainted by sin, so that sin just expresses itself 
in our body, the things that we do, the things that we say, the things that we invent. So it's interesting that you said that you've never seen evil like that. It's just the manifestation of our sinful nature. Now, there will be certain sin that will exist in 2030 that no, the pe people from the 90s, you know, the, the, the 2000s could have never really thought about, right? It's because in 2030, there will there's going to be technology. And these technologies are going to open up new avenues for technological advancement, right? For research and for all kinds of good stuff. And at the same time, the heart of men, which is so, so dark, right? Will also use that same technology to come up with new ways to create evil and do evil, right? Back in the maybe 1960s, nobody knew what a, what a hacker was, right? Right. And now you can get hacked, you know, and I, I did get hacked. <laughs> I know. I saw that. It was yeah. <laughs> not fun. YouTube yeah, channel, huh? Yeah, it's not fun. So mm -hmm. so the manifestation of the sin and the evil that you, you're you seeing, it's the expression of the sin that is deeply rooted in the heart of man. It'll, it'll express itself in whichever way uh, it can. It can. And. Um, the more sophisticated the society is, the more sophisticated that sin will be, right? Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting way of, of looking at that sin manifesting itself. It's hard. It's hard to uh, to not sin in today's landscape, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, really, it's become harder and harder. You mentioned technology. I agree with you. It's it's pretty difficult not to you know flip open your computer and immediately not sin in some way shape or form not that i'm saying somebody's jumping on pornographic sites i'm just saying mm -hmm. even in an email blast like some of the things you get or uh you know uh, some of the things on instagram or on youtube that just flash by your screen are mm -hmm. enough to you know cause you to visually be stimulated and i wonder how much does what we see mm -hmm affect us if what you just said about the nature of sin being internalized what we see mm -hmm. we internalize and then we have to deal with that right yeah that's yeah it's, it's it's very interesting that you said that and and um and also the way that you know our society is is moving with technology we just want to integrate i remember there was this talk with the metaverse where everything will be integrated in the metaverse mm -hmm. you know and um you know you 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 want need to do this you just go in the metaverse and do that and um they just want to integrate everything with with technology and, and and the problems that we're already having with technology and then where people are moving all of their you know sinful activities from you know human to human contact now to just do it through through technology and also the algorithms the way that they're built if you're if you're a christian man especially christian men you know if you're not aware of that you you might go let's just say Instagram, for instance, as an example, you might go on Instagram and then you look at a picture of of a woman. the 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 way that the algorithm is built on those platforms, I think you know that too. Is just maybe for other folks listening, not not understanding. Once they see you look at that picture, and if you look at it for a certain amount of time, and then they 
the the algorithm that is will think that hey this is the type of content because the goal of those social media platform that's their goal their goal is to for you to click and for you to remain on there and not leave that's retention. the goal retention retention so how do they how do they retain their millions of people is just by providing them what they're interested in yeah. now if you just click on that picture you spend 30 seconds looking at it oh okay that's that's a that's a good looking lady and then you just get out and in the next when you open your instagram again you see 10 other ladies and then they make them in such a way that the if the first one was kind of modest modestly dressed and then they just like improvise and show you all kinds and all kinds of flavors and then before you know it, you weren't really looking for any of that. Before you know it, you're just like drowned. Yeah. You don't know what to do. You're just drowned. And that's one of the reasons why if you're using these platforms, right? Uh, if I'm, for instance, doing um, um, research for YouTube, I would just go on a page that's incognito and not use my personal page and just look for things. Otherwise, you're just going to get funnel down all that stuff they're gonna just pump it down your throat same thing with the instagram right they're just gonna pump it down your throat if you just click on a picture and then it's just okay that's interesting but this is not my cup of tea you know there's there's they don't teach people that there is a uh, a function where you click on on the, on the picture it tells you whether you're interested or not and you say not interested that category of of content they won't suggest it to you anymore. Oh, he's not yeah. interested in that. So let's find the next thing he's interested in. Mm -hmm. So if you go, somebody like myself, if I go on Instagram, I look at uh, a sermon, for instance, from, from Steve Lawson or a sermon of, on the cross, and they're going to be like, oh, he's interested in Christian stuff. They're just piling up Christian stuff. So these are like ways for you to be aware, you know, because these technologies, they, they are built by software engineers and those software engineers, they really don't have, you know, a biblical worldview It's just, it's their job. They are doing things. And then the, the platform itself take, you know, take a life in and of itself. And then people doing all kinds of stuff. They just like, they just come across you and you just need to have a way to, of separating these things for you to, to for you not to fall into those those pitfalls you know of technology and not sin in that way either you know you know by just looking at it and then and like you said internalizing it you know you just you just internalize it internalize it and then sin is not dynamic you know once you start into internalizing it it just moves james chapter one just talks about like um i believe it's james chapter one he talks about like the progression of sin you know you look at the thing after that you kind of you know you know put your hand over it and then after that you look at it and after that you mm -hmm. taste it and then then that's when sin being after after it being committed then that's when death comes not exactly in that way but read james chapter one there's a progression on how people sin, you know, you know, they're tempted after the temptation, they think about it, you know, and then they just, they go a step further, they go a step further. So same thing with the technology, you know, you look at the picture, after the picture, you know, you look at more pictures and then pictures is not enough now, then videos, videos is not enough now, actual people. And that's when, you know, death comes, like uh, James yeah. said. <laughs> mm -hmm. We have an epidemic.
I mean, there's a, there's there's an epidemic right now, right? And, and it's it it the way that life is happening online. Yeah, it's going to get deeper than this. I am in that space, right? I'm not. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a marketer. Okay, I have a big job at a corporation where I do digital marketing and I help them with their digital experience, right? Mm -hmm. So I did this summit. And it was about three months ago, four months ago, and I wish I hadn't done it because I had to sit through meetings all day and I really didn't do much on the, the calls and it was frustrating. But <laughs> nonetheless, I, I was introduced to a lot of AI technology. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. One, one of the meetings I had, they showed me an example of a recording like a call you and I are doing right now. Yeah. And they are able to put a screen up, a net on your face with data points. Mm-hmm. And now they're able to read your emotion. So if you are feeling down yeah. in a call, they can read that. If you are mm, retracting a bit, like I don't know if I like what that person just said, the sale's not going to happen. They they say it's about sales. Mm -hmm. If this sale's not going to happen, uh, you know, we need to change paths. Oh, the, the client is excited. They're happy about this. They've got their breath. They can even monitor your breathing. Mm -hmm. So this wow. is this is it's going a step deeper than just the algorithm on instagram which is very true you should say not interested because let me tell you fellas you keep looking at those pictures thinking you're getting away with it and you're going to be sitting by your wife in bed and 10 chicks are going to pop up in your feed mm -hmm. that is how that works yeah um, uh, it knows what you're it knows what you're looking at it wants you on the system and i wonder if there's not some if, the, if there's not some some devil in the works there you know what i mean some 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 dark yeah well here's what here's what they're trying to do we are created in the image of god you and i you're created created in the image of god you have inherent value inherent worth before god right you know all lives matter <laughs> yeah. you know all of our lives matter and 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 if you look through scripture it's just god throughout redemptive history just chasing men trying to you know bring men back to him bring men back to the garden garden of eden and men is just running away running away mm -hmm. with his sin thinking that you know they're good on their own so that's how god sees men god values men right um but satan doesn't see men that way and sin in the heart of men you know makes it even worse so how the way that we are now treating people is almost like a product, right? We already know that because every company want to sell our data, right? What is this guy watching? Where is he going? What is he buying? Where is he buying? Who is he speaking to? What kind of stuff that he drink? What kind of water he, does he drink? You know, I wonder what kind of books or what kind of, you know, Thing mm -hmm. so they they're just selling all that data. That was just uh, I was just listening the other day that Airbnb sells all data to to the CCP. It was very interesting. <laughs> I know a guy that uh, he he is in control of all of the dating apps. He wow. has all the information about where people are going to go meet. Uh, you know, yeah, really high level data about intimate details and yeah, he sells that data. Yeah, so so that's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. So when you think, in 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 the thing is, is that you know when you think sometimes, oh, I am genuinely trying to like looking at something, and then somebody on the other hand, it doesn't really see your heart, your emotions, you as a human being, the process of you being human. They don't see it that way. They just see you just as a product, 
it's all part of part of this this whole transhumanist you know type of idea where they don't see people as people where people is kind of like you know this thing you know what i mean we just need to transcend people and just kind of become better than who we are we can't become better than god made us it this is the best the other day i was sitting on the on the bed and i was just kind of like thinking about these robots and if men could ever do something like that it is such a complex the human body is just the complexity of it all it can only come from heaven you know we can replicate stuff we can just like do silicone stuff whatever we can create like a terminator type of robot put some skin on it but the fluidity of our hands the everything that exists within us i was just thinking about my ankles <laughs> when yeah. i made that i was just thinking about my ankles and just like twisting it and you can see like it's just so natural you know um the human eyeball the, yeah the human, the human eyeball. eyeball yeah right uh, or uh did you know that our hearts have their own nervous system i didn't know that I didn't either. <laughs> There's so many complexities. Right. We don't even understand. And so, you know, when people say, you know, it broke my heart, your nervous system in your heart actually does have that emotion. We were built with that. Yeah. Same as wow. your mind. You know, you have a nervous system that's in your body, but different parts of your body have their own separate nervous system. So it's just it's crazy the way our bodies were created. I mean, it was just it's such a beautiful thing and we really are tampering with it now. We're yeah, really... we're, we're turning that into data. You know, we're just turning John into data points because because we want to make money. But at the end of the day, it's really not about money. It is just everything is just sin. It, it's the system of system of the world. You okay. know, so yeah, you're, that's going, the... you're going somewhere there. See? <laughs> yeah, we're going the somewhere. Yes, yeah. the system of the world is just this. It's just systematically, you know, they want to do that. They want to control people. You know, they just want to, you know, just put you mm -hmm. in that utopian reality just that doesn't even make any sense when you think about it. You know what I mean? But that's they want to turn people into that, you know, your emotions, your real life experience, genuine experience. They it's just they just want to put all that and then they don't know it. They don't see it. But who's the prince of the power of the air? who's the the god of this world you know when i say world the systems of this world it's it's satan exactly what i was waiting for you to say yep yeah. <laughs> that is what it is and yeah. so many people don't understand that if you were really to listen to some of the taylor swift songs or you were to see her in concert you would know that satan is in control of the airways but you don't really want to pay attention to it it's like we glaze over at some of these people that are really famous out there and we just kind of let them have a pass and they just keep handing us you know satan's messages over and over again if if you uh you know if if you're looking really if you're looking for truth um the lord is gracious he's he's he can lead you to truth you know um to the truth i should say I was I was listening. I think I made a video on Taylor Swift. Uh, that that was like Taylor Swift was in it, and um, I I put that section where she's crying. It was like part of a Netflix documentary. I think I mm -hmm. never really got to watch it. She is crying in the documentary, saying against uh, the governor of the state where she is. I think Tennessee. I don't I don't remember exactly. Where I am. Yeah. That's where you are. Mm -hmm. She was crying because the governor had a passed a bill against abortion. And she said, I'm Christian. 
that's not what we stand for. You know, and in my mind, I'm like, you see like the disconnect between when somebody says they are Christian and then the advocating and crying because someone wants to save babies, you know, babies' lives. It's, it's just, it was just kind of like in, just the insanity of, of it all. And, and then it wasn't an act. That's, that's the thing. It wasn't an act. So that's when you understand, you know, when, when, when our minds are darkened, the heart is darkened and we just can't see. We see things, but spiritually speaking, we can't see. She was generally crying. It wasn't an act. She thought she was doing something good, fighting for women's right to kill their babies, mm. you know? And then, and her then and yeah. Her yeah. And then she said, well, on top of that, you know, um, we are Christians. That not, That's not what we stand for. for. It, and I went into another section where they interviewed her on GMA, I think, Good Morning America, to talk about your song, the lyrics of your song, boys can love boys, girl can love girls, girls can love girls. It was just like, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and then she went into like, you know, after the gay marriage bill, I felt like a lot of my friends were like, you know, this and that. That's the same person who's claiming to be a Christian and was just dark and her mind's darkened. She doesn't see, she doesn't know. Is just she's just in darkness, and it's it, that's one instance, like you said, it's a lot of them. Yeah, it's everywhere. And what that is is when you look at the root. Where's the root of that issue? And I believe the root goes back to, I've never really, as you stated at the beginning of the podcast, mm -hmm. I've never really read the Bible. I don't yeah. know my stuff. I don't know the literature. I don't understand the word. And because I've never understood it, I've come, I've come up with my own idea mm -hmm. of what a Christian is. And that idea of what a Christian is only aligns with what is going to excel and further my career in her, in, in her case. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. all about career. Okay. Yep. If I say I'm Christian still, I'm not going to lose that Christian country based audience. But if I also fight for abortion, I'm not going to lose my gay trans, you know, um, fans either. So I've got yeah. to just walk that line and I'll, I'll say both. I'm yeah. for, which it, it's, it's a total, it's a quandary. It doesn't work. It's, it's like trying to shove in a circle into a square. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're they absolutely don't right. They don't yeah, say it that way. They, they don't. And, um, and that's when, that's when, you know, you can, you can really go to, uh, Ephesians two. It's just, we were dead and trespasses in sin. You know, when somebody's dead in their sin, it's just it's really nothing you can you can do. Is God has to really intervene in that case. You know, you can kind of reason with them, but the fact that they're dead in their sin and they're set in their ways, and then you know, the all of that just compounds, right? With the fact that hey, I just want to keep my popularity. It's really about me. I just want to be at, at the top. I just want to have that audience. I just want to be loved by everybody. I don't really care about what the Bible says per se. If it makes 3.5 million people happy, I can keep them. Well, that's what I'll say. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it sounds kind of like a politician, but... <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. And politics, if, I mean, we, we, we could go down that rabbit hole anytime. Politics oh, is, oh, yeah. that, that's big right now. I mean, that, that's a thing for me. And I, uh, 
I don't know if you've ever seen Don't Walk Run, but there's some good YouTube channels out there that are poking fun at what's going on in the government right now. Um, <laughs> but I ta- there's something you said, dead in our sin, dead yep. in our sin. Yep. That is a powerful statement. And and I almost feel like because I was, you know, I fell into addiction. I've been woken up sitting in front of me, you know, a dark orb of I don't know what in my lifetime. Like I've literally been in Los Angeles and seen what I think is almost a dark demonic force in my life mm-hmm. trying to take over. Now, when we fall into addiction, dead in our sin, is that how you put it? Yeah. So um, that feels like addiction. It feels like when somebody else has to come in, God has to come in and actually intervene to wake you up out of this to say, hey, yeah. this is the way. Yeah, I, I I I couldn't have said it better. You you said it better because you said you know you 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 struggle with addiction. You know it's just it's just this you're in this dark hole, and you can't get yourself out. I think right before a meeting, I was just uh, looking at these uh, uh, a, a video where you have these people. It's like they just thin kind of still and they're just bending. They're like probably on meth or some Flocka. kind of drug. It's a new drug called Flocka. Flocka. So it's just sad. You just see them. They can't walk. They can't lay down. They're just stagnant right there. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of sad. Um, it's it's a it's a bunch of them, and and it's just looking at them. It's just they can't help themselves, right? So. Going back to to the analogy analogy uh, that that in our sin, if if you read you know Ephesians chapter two, you know uh, I can just pull it up real quick on my phone. I can tell you exactly how the Apostle Paul puts it uh, to to show you um, it there c- it couldn't have been a better analogy. And I think you sense that too. You know uh, I'm reading from the LSB version, Ephesians two one. Paul says, and you were dead in your transgressions and sin you know that's 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 is this just the strongest argument the strongest analogy you can you can use for a sinner you know um there's no stimuli you know from within there's no stimuli within you that can make you undead you're just dead in your in your transgressions and sin right And then it shows you, then Paul goes through that progression of what happens in that state in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world. That's why Taylor Swift does does what she she does. Even if she claims to be a Christian, we know she's not a Christian according to the Bible. She's dead in her sin, transgressions and sin. She's blind. She thinks she's happy. She thinks she's this and that, but she's dead in her in her sin. And anybody who loves her, you know, if she has a quote unquote pastor, that also compounds, you know, the all of that, you know, uh sense of lust as well. Here I am, I'm not a true Christian. I don't know that, but this guy's a pastor. I'm a member of his church. He calls me a Christian, then I must be a Christian. You hmm. know what I mean? All of that compounds it. I'm pretty sure she probably attends some attends some church. Because I remember an interview with Nicki Minaj, for instance, she was talking about her pastor telling her to pray or whatever. Mm, that, <laughs> you, the, know? you really shocked me. I didn't, I didn't expect you to say Nicki Minaj and pastor. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in that same video too that I that I I, I did. I just kind of like it was a. Uh, uh, I think the title uh, of the video is something along the line, you know, Christians that will that will false Christians, something along the line, false Christians that will go that will go to hell or so, something like that. I wish I could I could find it real quick. I could probably share the title with you. It's in that same video. It's kind of to me, it's nonsensical, right? Mm -hmm. Because how could you claim to be a Christian and then you know you're doing you're doing all that? It's called uh yeah, it's called hell will be filled with Christians like this. <laughs> so I don't put Christians in quotes anymore. It, you know, I used to do that. It's just the word Christian just doesn't make any uh, you know, it doesn't mean anything anymore because anybody could be a Christian. Nicki Minaj is a Christian, you know what I mean? Um she says she's a Christian, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, and most of those people are, you know, are Christian, are Christians. Uh, what, what's it, the last speaker of the house, Nancy Pelosi? She's a Christian, you know. Uh, um, Joe Biden's a Christian. Uh, is so, so the word Christian doesn't really make any sense anymore. That's why I stopped using it as quotes in my videos. I just say, hell will be, will be filled with Christians like this, you yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense because really your video, the most evil Christians in the world, the insane world of mega pastors, it's crazy. The TikToker, the latest one, mocks the Bible, and then oh, yeah. this pastor answers. Uh, Bible versions and interpretation, the gospel of Christ, right? Um, that's that's no, that's not a video, but TikToker mocks it. These last three, like it just the work you're doing and the way you're portraying it is so touching. And it hits on the perfect points of look at this evil, look what's happening. Let me expose this a little bit. And it's sometimes things that people wouldn't disagree with. In fact, the mega churches, when you've got like Joyce Meyer and Joel Olstein out there telling people that they should, you know, they, they, they should give them tons of money, they should spend all their money, tithe all their money uh, to them, uh, pay for prayer. Um, all these things that just don't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are doing it and, and, and they, they call themselves Christians. But we have these false teachers out there, these celebrities that are teaching, uh, teaching our youth and our young people the wrong message. The politicians now doing that. Um, you know, do you feel like you're doing this service of, of keeping that alive, keeping the torch burning? by exposing this because you do expose a lot of these people and I love the way you do it. Yeah. So, uh, I was, um, I think I, I kind of like trumped myself at one point. Um, I used to do like a lot of false teacher videos. I was just like false teacher, false teacher, false teacher, false mm -hmm. teacher. And then I just kind of like, I took a step back and I said, well, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in the world, you know, celebrities, um, who's, you know, a lot of Christian people who might be genuine Christians, their kids are listening to their songs, but they don't know that, right? Um, and I said, well, and then those same people, you know, producing those demo uh, demonic songs, demonic lyrics and everything, they claim to be Christian. So it becomes so confusing for somebody who's like really new in the faith or who's just like a Christian, a, a a pastor's kid, he doesn't really understand things really well. You know, I'm just gonna go to this Beyonce concert. It's no big deal. You know, I'm just gonna go to, to this Taylor Swift concert. You know, who doesn't love her? She's just amazing. 
But if you're really sitting down and then you're just digging into the word and you're looking at what these people, what they stand for, what do they stand for exactly? What are they saying in their lyrics? It's one thing to believe something and then keep that separate from your art, but we know that that's never the case. No. Whenever you are an artist or whatever you do in touch, like I said, the sin nature, it's, it's in the soul and mind, it's tainted that. So it's, it's instruments, it's organs, it's the body, right? The body, what the body does, stays, you know, thinks about, does artistically, it will express itself there. So that's why you can never separate them. It would have been great, you know, if you believe all these crazy stuff, then when you're making music, you just make music. But no, it's all one in together. Like um, this lady, oh, what's her name? I forgot her name. She's kind of like big or whatever. She made a song called Paint the Town Red. It's a demonic song. Mm -hmm. writing uh writing uh you know on the backs of lucifer or demons yeah. and all those rituals and everything you know it. so mm -hmm. yeah so 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 going back to what i was to your question is i used to make these false teacher videos and i realized that these people they're also false teachers as well they're deceiving people and people need to see that that mm -hmm. hey you know what i should really you know should should really stay away from secular you know music you know, I should really stay away from so-and-so. I should really stay away from so-and-so because they're just like, they mesh everything, you know, together. So that's when I said, I, you know, there's, there's an opportunity there. Not only just show, because I don't, at the end of the day, it's, it's not about the celebrity. It's about the gospel. You know, I'll show you what they're saying during those interviews. These are the same people that you probably idolize, probably have a picture or a poster in your room. You know, you probably see a poster in your daughter's room, you know, that they love, or you probably might be the one to give them, you know, pay the plane tickets for them to go see Taylor Swift or whoever. Yeah. But now once you know that, you understand that it's not just you being a bad parent, but it's you, you know, doing good parenting, biblical parenting in that case. It's not just you being a young guy who's just stuck up and doesn't want to have fun, but it's just you being wise and being careful. You're just like the young men of John, first uh, John chapter two, you know? Um, so, so, so yeah. Then I saw that opportunity, you know, there's gospel opportunity there, you know, for me to just like share this, but it needs to be done in a way that's real. You need to really, you need to do it really well because you can lose your way. You know what I mean? Because not not everyone has the capacity or the the ability, you know, to talk about any topic and then just branch it back to the gospel, right? So that's the goal. I'm I'm showing you this not for the sake of showing you this. I'm showing you the evil that's in this world with which you might be involved, which I'm pretty sure you're involved. And I'm always going to assume that on my end, that the, you know, the, whoever's going to see it might be involved in some shape or form, but I'm not going to like try and shame you in su such a, uh, in this way or that way. I'll just show you the consequences and the wages of, of sin and then show you that you have no hope and no help. You can't help yourself. Your only hope you know, really is the gospel. Your only hope is Christ. And then just trust in him, throw yourself on him, you know, because that is your only hope. That's the only hope for the sinner. So when I saw that, I was like, you know what? I can do 
false teacher videos and I can also do those. Then I thought that, you know what, I've done enough false teacher videos. And then I just kind of stopped doing them for a while. And then I remember I did one uh, after a few months after not doing them. And somebody emailed me and said, I've been listening to Joseph Prince for 30 years. And I saw your video. I'm, I'm just so ashamed of myself. <laughs> wow. Thinking that this guy was like, uh, and then, and then here's the thing. It's just, how do you sit down and listen to somebody like that and not know? And I can't, I can't understand. It's not, sometimes it's, it's biblical illiteracy. You don't know. And sometimes it's just, it's just, the, it's just the deception. When you're listening to Joel Osteen speaking, it's almost like a serpent hissing. It's it just is. so great. It's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. And mm. then all of the false teachers, they're like, some are very forceful. Some are very kind of like uh, funny in a way, but still the same thing, right? False teacher Jesse the Planets, for instance, he's kind of funny, but it's just he's a heretics, you know. Um, uh, Kenneth Copeland, it's he, he, he's almost like demon possessed. So in some people, they're kind of like forceful. Like, is that the guy that's standing outside the car and is talking about his airplane? Yes, that's Kenneth Copeland, right? That's 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 him. So. Uh. So I, I thought that, hey, I've, I've done enough of those. I just let me just give people a break. And then when you do them and people are like, wow, I didn't know that, you know, that's that's what happened. And, and the thing is, I don't get to talk about that. I, I think I think it's probably good that I, I should do podcasts. <laughs> then people yeah. can understand where I'm coming from because I just, I don't want to, it's just kind of like different style of videos. You'd have to have podcasts for people to understand your thought process when you do these things. Mm. Um, I'm not I'm not attacking Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen. He might be a nice guy, personally speaking. He, might, he, he seems a nice guy, but he's a false teacher. These are two different things. He look, he's, he's a nice guy. He's probably not somebody who's gonna probably punch you or just, you know, uh, he, he's just easygoing, but he's a false. He the fact that he claims to be a pastor, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. You need to be you need to be dogmatic about certain things. You can't say when somebody tells you, how could you say that, you know, uh, you don't condone, you don't, you, uh, how could you say that you, you condemn homosexuality and then you, then you're, which means you're calling people in your church sinners. And as soon as you hear that, you say, well, I don't really talk about this subject. I just really talk about it in my interviews. I don't really talk about it. So huh. we don't need to talk about it. So you pay, it's it bad. Pay, they pay the bills. They pay. Yeah. So that's, that's really bad. Hmm. You know, and he knows that, you know, there are people who are homosexuals and living as homosexuals in his church. He knows that, you know. Mm -hmm. He doesn't it, preach from the Bible. No, he doesn't he, preach from anytime, the Bible. Anytime you find a pastor that doesn't preach from the Bible. Yeah. You can you pretty just, much guarantee they're going to be a false teacher. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then some people are really hard. To, it's really difficult to discern them because oh. they're kind of like a, a broken clock. Mm -hmm. You know, a broken clock is, is twice, is right twice a day. Right. If it's if it's broken, if if the if it um I, I the battery runs out, something runs out and it just taps. If it stops at nine o'clock, it's right at nine in the morning, it's right at nine PM. And everything else, it's it's wrong. So sometimes mm. they may say, Well, Jesus says this, Jesus says that, and it might be like, Oh wow, that sounds good. And then and that's that's the time at which they're right a lot of the time, that's when they, they catch a lot of people's attention and people like just kind of fall in. 
and then they just fall into the trap you know how do they fall in so like let's think about that like yeah what we're being fed correct right and our food our food sources Mm -hmm. uh what we drink Mm -hmm. the the spirits that we consume Mm -hmm. the uh nature of what we hear on the radio what we see on television what we can surf on the internet Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, that I think that uh, in this earth that we're living in, that Satan controls the earth and the airways. I think that you know we're in we're we're moving more and more toward more control on yep. Satan's side, more yep. and more that I see all the time. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, uh, the Antichrist. I mean, at some point, you know, is going to rise up. Everyone's going to love this man. Everyone's going to adore this this person. Um, then uh, after a certain period of time, they're going to claim to be God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just don't think, and I, 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 could you kind of see, I, I kind of see it. I, <laughs> well, 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 yeah. So, so not, not, not claim to be God. Like a lot of those false teachers, the, uh, there, there was a video I did, uh, mm-hmm. a long time ago. Uh, I, it's called, uh, I think, uh, we are gods or they claim to be gods these false teachers they claim to be gods and his 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 the theology and i i think i think about it a lot what i'm what i'm gonna tell you I, i've thought about it a lot and i think justin peters i don't know if you know justin peters i know um, the name you know the name so justin peters uh kind of talked about that too why do you think I'm, I'm just gonna ask you this question why do you think those false teachers prosperity preachers whatever whatever you want to call them why do you think they they are just so on about prosperity you know and and even when somebody shakes them down why why do you would tell them why do you feel like you need a 54 million dollar private jet they never really back down from that. They just like no comment or they just tell you something to just, you know, shovel you off or kind of like, you know, shake you off that, you know, themselves and to go about that. Why do you think that is? Well, because, I, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. God, <laughs> God they, they, they want money. Money is their, is their God. Then mm-hmm. if they're a prosperity you yeah. know, teacher, then mm-hmm. a prophet, then they're going to, they want, they want money. So that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. So if they can, sell a message mm-hmm. to their congregation mm-hmm. of look at me as an example. I know yeah. more than you about God mm-hmm. and God speaks directly to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that he says, if you will give your money over, you will be wealthy. Mm-hmm. You tithe, you mm-hmm. will have more and more money than you'll ever have in your life. You need to give it all, give it all. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why is it's really, it's really, um, it's mentally breaking them down a little bit and making them feel like they're not a good enough Christian. Mm-hmm. And if they just would be a little bit better by mm-hmm. giving their money over, mm-hmm. then everything would get, then they would have the kind of money that the pastor has. So that they, they, they want them to emulate. So they emulate me, be just mm-hmm. like me mm-hmm. and you'll have what I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> that's how they break it down. And so their ultimate motivate motivation is money. Yeah. They're driven by it, but the way they actually work with the people is they instill a methodology of, you know, fear Mm -hmm. and fear mongering and then also uh, false teaching and give me the money. Yeah. I'm going to pick up from the last thing you said, fear mongering. Uh, I have a video coming out. 
sometime this week, whenever it's ready. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I had a clip like that in my uh, second to last video that I post uh, published, but I, I didn't I didn't talk about. It. Sometimes I would introduce a clip, and then I just kind of like just in passing, and then the next time I show it, I'm gonna break it down. It's, uh, it's Kenneth Copeland, one of the richest, if not the richest. His net worth is close to a billion dollars. Last I check was 700, 700 million. Mm -hmm. That was his, that was his net worth. Mm -hmm. um, he was telling people, if, if you don't tithe, the tithe money that's in your pocket is like a ticking time bomb. It will explode when you would not want it to explode. What is that? That's fear mongering. Yeah. Right. And, and on top of that, at your age, with a pacemaker in your heart, you would think that, you know what? This is time for me at my age where I could just, I could, I could say goodbye at any moment <laughs> with this pacemaker. Mm -hmm. You know, and he, I, I made a video about that too, uh, with, about the pacemaker, not making fun of him. It's This is somebody who has prayer meetings and then to heal people. And I, sh I, I should, this is him healing people. And I showed another clip, a clip of him saying, you know, the doctor told me I needed the pacemaker. And I was like, no. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it by faith. It, it's just, you see the, like you said, it's just trying to fit something, a circle into a square box or the other around a square box into mm -hmm. a circle. It just mm -hmm. doesn't fit. So you, you would think somebody like that would say, you know what? I'm, I'm 70 something. I have a pacemaker. I, I, my work, net worth is close to a billion dollars. I just have enough money to just live the rest of my, you know, the rest of my days. Even if I just don't do anything anymore, let me just get right with God, right? Let me just. But they're so deceived. It's never gonna happen. They're just like you said. The motivation is money. You know, their motivation is money. And then there's the psychological thing also that these guys read. They read these psychological book books on how to how to kind of like get quads moving, quads of people moving, how to coerce them into doing certain things. The moment you hear that, you know, you'll you'll be like, oh man, I want to be like this guy. That's you portraying when you said you they you want to emulate that. Look at me, look at my my jacket. Just a parenthetical comment mm -hmm. on that. I was listening to Mike Todd, one of the you know, um uh, uh younger guys, false teacher as well false teacher and on his way to be a heretic because he's made some really crazy radical comments about God, the nature of God, right? Changing forms from this and that, from like water into vapor and then into ice. It, it, it's, it's crazy. He said he uses fashion, right? To, you know, to, to portray his faith, something like that. So he just wears like designer stuff, these over the top, crazy yeah. expensive stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's that emulation, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then it's just, it doesn't have anything to do with the gospel. It doesn't have anything to do, you know, with the heart, what men, people are dealing with. People are being assaulted by sin on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. When they come on a Sunday, they need the gospel to purge their heart of that sin, of the assault of what we are seeing on TV, in the news, on the internet. They need that. When you come and it's a clown and pony show, then you're just like, you're just like really handing them over to the devil. That's what you're doing, right? 
on top now the final conclusion that i made you you hit on all the points you're absolutely right on everything you said the final conclusion that i made when i after analyzing these guys the reason why they think they should live the way they live it's because i don't know if they're deceived or deluded into thinking that they really think that they are gods as a god i can't be in a tube with a bunch of demons i need to have a 54 million the the latest and greatest version of huh. of airplane it's because they think that they are gods wow. dollar Creflo dollar said that to his congregation you know when mm. god was created this and that really bad theology heretical theology really really bad they um he said well when god was creating this kind you know he created that he created that and when god said let's make men in our image and our resemblance what was he creating he was creating and then he Me. made he, yeah <laughs> he was he made his audience his, his people mm -hmm. said it he was creating you said god we mm -hmm. are gods mm -hmm. as a god as a god you know you you need to like have 50 appointment before you get to me i'm very important i have a lot of bodyguards you know i have the i have the i have the nicest house of, of all the pastors in america that's that's coming up in a video that i have coming this week that same video you know i my tax you know lawyers accountants told me that i have the largest the richest house of all the pastors in america why do you think i, have, I live like that it's because i'm a god would you would a god beg for money no would a god mm. not live in a 50 not not uh, flying a 54 million dollar private jet of course so mm. a, a god needs to have everything you need to serve me as a god all your money all your time everything that you have you owe it to me if you do if you don't give it to me you better not touch god's anointed <laughs> if, wow. if that's that's the final analysis and so they none of the people, none of the people have read their congregation yeah. has not read the New Testament. They don't understand Jesus. They don't understand that God sent his only son for them, right? To be what? to be crucified. They don't understand that. They don't no. get that. You know, now, they, why, he didn't, why, he didn't why? live like a king. He didn't live that way. No, not at all. It's the complete antithesis. Yeah, it's just the complete opposite. They just flipped it. Mm why and another thing too why would they read the bible when they have god talking to them every sunday in yeah. a in a in a designer suit i've had I that here and i've had that here where i live we couldn't find a church we moved from los angeles to here right. yeah okay many churches i'm in the bible belt i <laughs> thought i'm going to find a church easy yeah no it's hard because yeah. a lot of them i finally figured out Oh my gosh there's false teachers in california there was actually a great church we went to wasn't a false teacher maybe a bit lukewarm mm -hmm. maybe didn't read from the bible enough so we went to this one church and we go in there and it's kind of like a you know rock show at the beginning and everything and then uh the pastor gets up and it, i feel like i'm in a wwe you know wrestling mm -hmm. ring and he's mm -hmm. yelling and stuff and throughout it he says i'm going to tell you something you need to tithe your whole paycheck. And I'm going to tell you why. If you tithe your whole paycheck, it's going to come back tenfold. 
I can guarantee you that. Yeah, that's you get up. That's when you get up and you leave and and you make sure that when you get up and you leave, you make sure that people notice that you get up and leave. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I let we left. And as we were leaving, the very pastor made his way out. My wife's really pretty. And and we were walking past him and I just walked right past him. (laughs) I walked past him. My son walks past him. My daughter walks past him and he goes right to my wife and tries to shake her hand. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That happens. And it had never, I I was new to it. So I see what you're saying, but the profound statement that you're making about them thinking that they are actually a God. Yep. That's amazing. They, they, they believe that. And then the people who are not reading the Bible and understanding if you're in the Bible, you're going to quickly see that that person is a false teacher. Oh yeah. Right at the bat is just, um, I, I can't tell you whether somebody is a false teacher within the first 30 seconds of them preaching a sermon. I just mm-hmm. I just can tell you the, the language is different. The, the the trusted teacher, the true teacher, the, the one who speaks for, for Christ, his demeanor is different, his language is different, it's just seasoned in a way, so to speak, with 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 words from heaven, from the Bible, really, you know, but in a way from heaven. You can see this is somebody. And, and even in their interaction as well, why do you think he doesn't shake your hand or your daughter, your daughter, your son, or whatever? It goes to your wife. It's because when you have no Bible, you have sin raging in your heart as a man, and you just, you just, you just like in the carnal world. So there's nothing preventing you from doing whatever. So you're just acting out what your heart is. So that's 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 why he did what he did. So this there's man really. Had- this man had cartoons of himself throughout this. You know, sometimes they they show a little coming soon type of deal. Yeah, yeah. There was like a commercial all dedicated to how great he was. And then there was a cartoon that they had created about him. And it was a promo. And it's like it's unbelievable, the egotism and the narcissism that was spewing out of this situation. Yeah. And um, wow. But hey, you have some of my favorite people, which is Vodi Bakum. And you've got John MacArthur in a lot of your videos. Yeah. And, and these and, are, yeah. And, and, and uh, not to cut you off. No. Uh, I said earlier, I'm not attacking. I, I, I don't think I finished that thought. <laughs> sure. I'm not attacking these guys for the sake of attacking them. I am, I am showing people this is the format. This is the character of a false teacher. Now, it doesn't need to be a Joel Osteen in front of you. What what they what these guys have have done? They does these guys does other people are interested in money, you know, driven by you know by Satan. And then they what model are they gonna do? They're not gonna do a church where there's lights. You can open a Bible and read the Bible. They're just gonna make a concert, a WWE type environment, somewhere they can control your emotions with music and things like that. So, so that's the model that they these guys have. When you go to Transformation Church, Mike Todd's church, same exact thing. Elevation Church, same exact thing. They want to put you in a way that where they can control your emotion. They want to wild up the people once you're all wild up. And then whatever they say, you know, Mike Todd is is cussing on stage. And it, nobody bats an eye. It's just like, you know, it's just what, what he does. On the stage of quote unquote God, yeah. So that's me portraying the model of the false teachers and those guys. 
these are the people, if the language is like that, the theology is like that, follow them, listen to them, stay near to them as you stay near to your, your Bible, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, we're not far off on the celebrities. I mean, they, they kind of become a celebrity in their own world. Correct. Correct. Same thing. Yeah. Politicians, sports, athletes. Yeah. A lot of the same thing we're, we're, we're going for here. But you like, you do feature some great people. Mm -hmm. why, why do you choose them? Yeah. So uh, people, uh, a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So so when you when you do when you do videos it's all about research right mm -hmm. you have to do a lot of research uh, but one thing that can help you it's when you have uh, uh, videos that are already assorted like titles topics and uh, and subjects and i think john MacArthur and Vody bakum they're like two of the few preachers that really you know, the library of, of their repertoire, their library of subjects and topics of their sermons. They just touch on so many things as they're driving through the gospel or walking through a text. So that's that's why it's 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 technical for technical purposes. <laughs> that's a technical aspect of it. So what I'm what do I mean by that? Let me just elaborate a little bit more to help mm -hmm. you understand. You know, um if if you take somebody like um let's just take another preacher really great preacher hb charles right you should definitely check him out excellent preacher i don't have access to his library of videos right um i can't if i'm doing a, a, a video on a certain topic it's really hard for me it would take me months for me to find his his library of videos and it would also take me enough of, other few months for me to find a video where he talks about certain things where I could clip two, three minutes and then provide commentary on. It's really hard for these other preachers, as opposed to Vody Bakum and John MacArthur, you can go on Grace to You YouTube channel and you can see his library of, um, of videos and also assorted by scripture. And sometimes the titles help as well right if they just the library is so is so is so big and so immense john mccarthy has the largest library in my opinion of all the the, the 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 pastors in our day and age he has the largest library he has the grace to you and he has the gty.org uh, platform as well which has so many so many um 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 information, sermons, blogs, articles, you know, sometimes I'm preparing for something, I just go in there and look for an article. So that's that's uh, that's that's my strategy. That's the technical aspect of it, why I use them so much. Mm -hmm. um, occasionally I use uh, RC Spool and um, yeah. occasion occasionally I, I would use uh, Steve Lawson. I used a Steve, I used Steve Lawson in my mm -hmm. um, immigration, immigration uh, video of mm -hmm. people crossing the border i use that um it is just really it's a bit difficult though for other preachers i could use you know all the great you know faithful bible preaching preachers i would use all of them but it's just difficult because i'm i do this you know on the side as a hobby so you need to do it smart in such a way that you know this guy he said this i want to contradict it contradict what he said exactly with what a trusted teacher said there who can I find that said that? Vody Bakum is very easy. John MacArthur is very easy because the library is just so huge and so so vast. 
that's the no first reason. The second reason, I think it's obvious to you, is just that theology is just solid. It's just so sound. And and it, it, I just want to give people the top of the top of the notch, mm -hmm. right? I want to give you the top of the notch when you watch stuff that the world does. They make sure every detail is 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 on point so that you know you could appreciate it. So that when they do more, you can consume more. If I'm doing something for the glory of Christ, I think if I spend, you know, 60 hours on a video on every single detail, checking everything, fact checking, making sure everything's it. it I, I do make mistakes sometimes, but making sure it's up to par. You know, uh, from 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 just a video standpoint, and also from a quality standpoint as well, as far as the speakers that are on there. So I feel like that's that's the second reason why I just want people to listen to top of the notch theology, and I want them to to also have a have a like a a, a channel. If if mm -hmm. you see me using Vody Bakaman and John MacArthur, just these two guys will get you the the, the family tree of everybody else who's a trusted teacher. If you listen to John MacArthur, you will inevitably listen to Vody Bakum. You, you will inevitably listen to uh, mm -hmm. Steve Lawson. You will inevitably listen to R.C. Spool. You will inevitably listen to H.B. Charles. You will inevitably listen to everybody who's at John MacArthur's church, everybody who's on the V3 conference. You will inevitably listen to these guys, you know, yeah. um, uh, uh, Phil Johnson, um, Wells, Conrad Bayway. Uh, you will inevitably listen to this because they're all linked together. I you got know? you. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. And then the third one, it's pretty obvious again, it's just, you know, great theology, great theology, sound teaching, concise. It's no, no gimmicks, no tricks, open the text, read the text, explain the text and exhort with the text, just as the apostle Paul said to Timothy. Yeah, that, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And they're, they are great pastors. They're very sound and they do why i watch them it's one of the things that attracted me to your video as well is is those pastors uh, the, and, and you know what from an emotional standpoint when you feel that false teacher talking you said you can tell a difference in 30 seconds well you can tell a difference too when you listen to Bodie bacham or john macarthur yeah and you can tell that difference almost instantly yeah now we could go into geek land here and start talking about whether or not you use DaVinci Resolve or Premiere Pro or what the heck you're <laughs> editing in. You know, I'm an editor as well. <laughs> I mean, we could go down that that rabbit hole of technology and all that. Um, yeah. But I've kind of kept you a little while. I had a lot more to ask you. It's interesting. We we uh you know there's just so many things that I could I could um you know ask you about uh, the why you choose certain quotes for your videos and things of that nature, but. How's your time? My my time is my time is fine. We can we can just hang out for a little bit. Feel, feeling a little bit hungry, but I'm gonna eat after that, so it's not a problem. My time is fine. And 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 I really like the format. You know, I I think you you do an excellent job. You know, you know, leaning back and listening, um, and then just you know, I think I think that's great. Uh, I haven't been to too many podcasts, but I think yours is just like really good. The way that. <laughs> You know, you you conduct everything. I I really like it, and I I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate it. You you're giving me uh this fire for for podcasts. I don't think I can make podcasts <laughs> hey, because I talk too much. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. If this does well, yeah, we should jump on like once a month 
for like an hour and a half and record some stuff and put it out on something else. Like we'll create our own thing. Um, that's a possibility. Maybe have yeah. guests on. Maybe we could get Vody Baca in. Yeah, I you know the guys that the guys that work with Vody, um, they they're coming up with this app and everything. They wanted me to help them you know, uh, create some stuff because they see my videos, they see Vody and then they, they got in touch with me, um, nice. you know, and yeah, we can interview Vody. Um, you know, we can, we can interview all these guys. It's just a matter of, um, a matter of, uh, what I wanted to do. I wanted to do interviews too, you know, but I don't think I'm great at these things because I feel like I just, I just talk so much and I just, I want to give, I want, I want somebody to moderate me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah, I, I did a... to, mod to moderate me because I could just like sit down and then think through so many things and then so many things going through my thoughts. And in the reason why I think I am like that, I don't know if I've if that's how the Lord made me. <laughs> I'll say that's how the Lord made me, but I think I've just uh the the intake process, you know, for for me in terms of sermon, you know, um in my mind, in my brain, things that I watch and and I try and organize them in my mind. You know, I could be uh, I could be sleeping and I just kind of like, oh, I'm about to sleep, and I just like I just structure a video in my mind, and I'm like, this is the video. That mm -hmm. that's that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, so we can get into these things. We can get into uh, you know video editing and stuff like that as well. Um, You're creative. You well, know? am I? Yeah, <laughs> you're a creative guy and and that's an interesting it's it, it's great that you use your creativity the way that you use your creativity mm -hmm. because a lot of people as we've seen use it for a negative purpose all right and your videos are very clean i can see we can go nerdy on this like i can see the edits i can see the cuts Mm -hmm. um i've been editing for like 25 years really yeah yeah i i um i started editing my the guy who taught me to edit movies uh he edited wow. lethal weapon he edited um police academy he edited uh a bunch of flatliners and lost boys he edited a bunch of movies back in the day and he taught me how to edit. Now, editing's changed over the years, and it's become all, you know, it was back then it was Final Cut Pro. That was the only thing that was out there. Yeah. And then it became Premiere Pro, and now, you know, all these others, DaVinci and all this stuff. But your edits are really smooth, man. And and the way you choose, do you do your own music? Uh, Yeah. I uh, I tried. I tried. Uh, I tried to. I do have editors, but here's, here's my process. Uh, now that that we own it, can I elaborate a little bit more on yeah, that? Yeah, go for it, please. Yeah. Um, I I I could I could do I could do a lot of videos and just like just punch them out, but the quality would be so low. People would be like, they don't think it's John Henry making those videos anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just a lot of content. The quality kind of drops down. It's like you know, there's not enough there to convey the message there's not enough there to 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 keep the viewer the viewer needs to be interested as well he's the, he's the problem with doing content it's just you're doing something that is good but at the same time you 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 inputting that into a machine that has certain requirements and you have to meet those requirements and then to get that to your audience it's just so weird 
you know um yeah. some people they happen to have an audience you know whenever they they post something and then they just go and watch it mm -hmm. but if you are like a christian creator you have to kind of like respect the rules of the of the space you're publishing into in order for the video to get like to get to be viewed by by folks right so i used to i i tried it once I, I have um, this editor, you know, it's, it's this guy, he has a company, you know, and um, he, uh, he, I found this lady at first on Fiverr when I, uh, and she started helping me. She was in marketing. Uh, she worked in marketing too. And then I told her, well, you know, the, uh, when you're, when you're editing, this is an example of something that I edited. These are mm -hmm. the things she was like, oh no, don't worry about it. I'm yeah. in marketing. I'm in marketing. I understand these mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. and then when i started with her i found her on fiverr and she did a wonderful job she was a christian which was great mm -hmm. <laughs> i found her on fiverr she was a christian living in uh lived in uh at the time she lived in canada i don't know if she's still in canada so she 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 made those videos that wow this is really good like the the stuff that she uses you know the all the beatles and everything however i've always found that the music um the music, the sound design, the music and everything, not everybody is is good with that. No. The music tells the the viewer how to feel, uh, how to feel when they're watching certain things. Mm -hmm. The sense of urgency, mm -hmm. the sense of seriousness, the sense of laid back, and the sense of kind of like action, the staccato action going on. You know, it, it, that's what I found out and I've developed over the, uh, not the years, <laughs> over some, some few months. And using music you know throughout my videos so what i do i i do the video throughout i cut everything even the way that i when i record something i cut it when i send it to an editor the cuts i can see the quirky it's like they don't cut it at the exact time and then it's just a quirky move you know and sometimes you can't do anything about it because when you take out the breaths all the breaths that i take although i have a, a cloud lifter Mm -hmm. It just still appears, you know what I mean? When I'm talking, oh, no. when I'm talking fast. So I what I a cloud lifter and I still hear. So what I do, I go in, I, I, I spend like hours taking all of the breaths out. Mm -hmm. There's now AI tools that can do that for you. Um, but I, I take time to take all of them out. So an editor is not going to do that for you unless you no. are the editor. That's what I do. I take my time. I edit my voice and edit my, I do my co co uh, color grading. I try not to spend too much time on that. I yeah. used to be worried. Oh, it needs to be in 4k. And I'm like, nobody really cares if no, it's in 4k or 1280p. No. You're, you're doing different footage. So you're going from Bodhi Bakum back to you to another clip and you can't yeah. really color grade that man. That's going to be like a, that you can't do it. No, you can't do wow. it. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, uh, I'm not really going to worry about like shooting video myself in 4k and everybody else is in 1280p, whatever. I'll just shoot myself in 1280p and it's just less space for me. And I edit myself. I, I do color grade myself right now. Um, if you look at the way I am right now, I'm not color graded because I'm, I'm I shoot my videos well. That's yeah. why I'm kind of like grayish. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish we could have done Riverside because Riverside is even better. Like Google, this is going to be okay, but like on Riverside, when you do the podcast, it yeah. just it, it does it does a separate track and it exports the raw video of me and my whole frame, mm -hmm. you and your whole frame. Wow. In, in 4K. So wow. When, 
so with Google Meet, I'm going to have like you and I, like when I'm talking, I'm going to be up on the screen. Then when you're talking, you come up on the screen and I can't control it. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that sucks. That's sucks. Yeah. You know what? Let's just let's just go with that one. Mm -hmm. And I'm confident that one will do well or yeah. fairly okay. <laughs> you know, and then I, I I owe it to you. Uh we'll do we'll do a second one, you know. Um yeah. let's do Riverside. Let's do another let's do like a Riverside and let's talk. Let's get deeper about, you know, uh dead in our sin. Part. And you you like you like did you, you like that? Yeah, dead in our sin. It's a good one. It's yeah. really, it's really interesting. The concept of so many politicians, I mean, are dead in their sin, and you yep. see them just up there mindlessly babbling and talking, and they can't, they're not, they're not actually doing the work that they're supposed to do, which is protect and serve the people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your latest video was great, though. Um, the, the uh, who was it? The let me look. Uh, was CNN the tried the wrong person. Yeah. Oh, that that one. Yeah, that was good. That was a good video. And you have 12,000 people commenting on that video. And you know what? 99% of it's positive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, 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 that's one thing to you. I used to think you, you, you would think that, you know what? I won't really talk about certain topics because I don't want to really step on anybody's food you know or i just i just don't like to see this and that uh i don't have the time to to read 12,000 comments but sometimes you just like you could see oh, a good flow of people like you know it's pretty positive yeah. but at the same time sometimes people can attack you you know in the comments but beforehand you just have to resolve you know i resolve yeah, like, yeah. and i'm not going to care it doesn't matter yeah i'm i'm going to resolve mm -hmm. what i'm going to say it's right and i know it's right you know, not only I know in my heart it's right, I know biblically it's right, you know, and um, I'm, I'm preaching the truth in love and I'm presenting what I'm presenting in love. So if you are resolved, you, you have that resolve in yourself, in yourself, you know, that's biblically based, you don't have nothing really to worry about, you know, 